0: It may have emptied classrooms and shuttered school doors, but COVID-19 has not stopped teaching and learning in Gwinnett County Public Schools. Up next on Teaching Gwinnett, the show must go on. A behind-the-scenes look at how the school district is working overtime to educate and feed its students, plans for a graduation and summer school, and another edition of Did You Know? All that's next on Teaching Gwinnett. Welcome to Teaching Gwinnett, a Gwinnett County Public Schools podcast. I'm Bernard Watson, and today I'm joined by a very special guest on the show, Dr. Steve Flint, Gwinnett County Public Schools Associate Superintendent of School Improvement and Operations. Welcome, Dr. Flint. Thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to going through some questions, and I appreciate all you're doing with uh, helping with communication during this time.
0: Well, the first question I have to ask you is, how are you and your family doing?
1: Well, we're doing well um it's definitely a different time i think for everybody in the world um i'm uh, fortunate enough to have uh, three daughters and um, i get to kind of have a different view of how the school system's doing through through that lens Uh, i have one of them that's in college and doing digital learning through uh, university of georgia and the other two have one in high school and one in middle school so i I get a pretty good survey uh, just from them, uh, and uh, usually their ideas are a little bit different from from what we've communicated. Uh, it does give you a different lens to to maybe consider when I go home. So have they been lobbying you for changes
0: like shortening the school year or
1: no more homework? <laughs> well, they do. They know it doesn't really work that way, but uh, they, they have a lot to say, and, uh, and I can appreciate that. I think we're all learning during this time, and it's not perfect uh, by any means but I think uh, myself and my wife are very appreciative that uh, that they do have uh, things to do uh, but more importantly than things to do they're actually um, able to continue their learning um, you know it's uh, it, it is a stressful situation I think for everybody because it's so different if we're not continuing the teaching and learning uh, then we're regressing and and we're not moving forward so uh personally on, on that side I'm I'm appreciative that I'm in Gwinnett County uh and able to benefit from from continuing the teaching and learning efforts even though it's not um as as probably beneficial as it would have been if we'd had uh students in school with their teachers in the classroom. No question.
0: So what has your work life been like the last couple of months?
1: You know, early on in um i guess it was um in february started in february and then moving into march uh, we knew things start- were really starting to change and um, i helped to facilitate our pandemic planning uh, task force and implemented that process early on and um, so from that time uh, the work changed pretty dramatically um, and and it's continued to change really every week uh, and it's, uh, it's a balance uh, of uh, maybe things that we need to look at at the, at the policy, at the procedure, at even just the process level at the district on how we can support what's happening in the schools and then try to stay out of the way in, in a lot of ways um, so uh, we don't overwhelm uh, teachers, uh, principals uh, from being able to do their job, but we're actually able uh, to help them do it better.
0: You touched on it there a little bit. How has the school district been able to keep teaching and learning going despite schools being closed and with students and teachers at home?
1: You know, I really think uh, where we are today is uh, something that uh, was established early on when we started to um, implement the use of technology in our classrooms. Um, And it's been an instructional focus uh, from the get-go. Of course, the last 10 or 12 years, we've been working uh, with our E-class Uh, project and and really the last couple of years um, we have focused on digital learning days uh, to be able to supplement us if we had to be out uh, for any kind of emergency uh, whether it be uh, weather-related or otherwise. We even practice that. We have uh, one of our schools, Paul Duke uh, STEM High School has been implementing a digital learning day every Friday uh, this year. Uh, We have a number of other schools that have been Uh, practicing digital learning days at times when uh, there weren't uh, emergencies where we had to do that. So we have been learning. Uh, I I would say in no way did uh, we anticipate the need to finish the school year digitally. Uh, For the most part, uh, we feel uh, very strongly that education, teaching, and learning is continuing to happen at a high level.
0: Now, I know our digital learning platform certainly isn't perfect, but how have we been able to avoid some of the major technical problems other school districts have faced?
1: I would say, um, you know, we've had some challenges, uh, no doubt, over the last couple of years. Um, And every time we had a problem with either the platform or ability to access uh, that information or uh, where we may have had a, a time where we entirely shut down the system, we did take that along with our vendors extremely seriously and and looked at why that happened and how we could mitigate that in the future really not knowing that we were going to be in this type of situation Uh, but i think that uh, in itself has helped us to to continue the the platforms where they are you know i think on the other side we can even go back a number of years uh, when we uh, implemented e-class there was a real clear focus on using different types of, um, of vendors and uh, different platforms to make sure they were able to work together. So a lot of that uh, on the back end has helped us here. Uh, the Probably the number one thing that was able to make this happen at such a high level was the people um, out there doing the work.
0: On a scale of one to ten, how would you rate the job principals and their staffs are doing to ensure teaching and learning continues?
1: I I don't know that um, our people can work any harder. Um, I I give everybody a 10. It takes a lot of people working together to to come to where we are today. And I, for one, I'm just proud to live in and uh, work in Gwinnett County.
0: What would you say is the biggest challenge the school district has faced since COVID-19 hit?
1: No doubt. The the biggest challenge is to be um, actually able to do our work digitally without uh, students coming back into the schools I, I mean that is that is the largest one if we narrow it down um, to and in my opinion anyway uh, look at uh, the, the teaching and the learning that's happening you know with each student probably the biggest challenge there um, is around the area of um, continuing to make connections continuing to engage the students in their own learning Um, uh, continuing to to have an individual impact on each student. Um, That's challenging. And I will say uh, we've actually come a long way since this started.
0: Early on, our boss, Superintendent J. Alvin Wilbanks, made the decision to continue providing lunch and then breakfast to students. Why was that decision made?
1: well we know um, that uh, students uh, can't learn if they don't have a number of other things and uh, one of those is food and there was a concern that um, students weren't going to be afforded the opportunity to um, get that meal uh, each day that they they would have attended school Um, our district has a free and reduced lunch rate um, of our students of around 53 percent which is Um, is a high level, but if you look at some of our individual schools, uh, they're well over 90% of their students receiving uh, free and reduced lunch. One thing that we uh, do very well at, and that's through federal funding, uh, is helping them supplement uh, nutrition. And in this case, um, we did need to leverage a, um, a federal program that was out there that allowed us to uh, provide uh, continue to provide lunches to students who uh, went to schools that uh, had a free and reduced lunch percentage over 50%. And so while we leveraged that uh, flexibility within something called Seamless Summer and a waiver with the Department of Education, we also looked to our bus drivers to see if there was a way to get them out into the neighborhoods because not only uh, did we need to provide the lunches but we needed to get the lunches um, to where students would be able to receive them. And so uh, there's a lot that has gone into that. I'll, I can't say enough about our bus drivers, our school food nutrition workers, and all the other support staff at the, at the local schools. Um, they have uh, just done a yeoman's job and pulled together to make this happen. Uh, we made the decision uh, that uh, we needed to go digital learning on a Thursday. Uh, we already had scheduled that Friday um, as um, a makeup day. Uh, we didn't need to use, so students were off. We actually started providing meals uh, and delivering them on buses uh, on that Monday uh, as soon as we started digital learning. So uh, we're really proud of all the people that pulled together and made that happen. Um, it uh, it's been a big lift, but uh, now we've provided well over a million meals and are continuing to do so. We're we're also continuing to have uh, conversations about what that's going to look like and what funding might be available for us to. Uh, help continue to do something over the summer. Uh, it may not look exactly like it is right now, but we're going to work as hard as we can to get uh, the federal funding to make that happen.
0: We've heard you talk about teachers, principals, school nutrition, and transportation staffs who have been working during the pandemic. Who else has been
1: working? Actually, all the staff in the school district has has been working. Um, we've been very fortunate that uh, we were able to make that shift to not only di- digital learning, but um, many of the other needs of the school system, whether around facility improvements that needed to happen, uh, cleaning of the facilities, or, or making the lunches and or delivering the lunches. Uh, it, it takes a lot of people to make that happen. And so we've had a, a number of people working. Um, I will say that we've been very cognizant of, about um, the Center for Disease control and, uh, and have been following all of those regulations and guidelines along the way. Uh, we actually have um, uh, nurses that work in the school district. Uh, they're not only um, doing that work and tracking um, any um, of the COVID-related illnesses across the school district and providing um, the, the guidance that they're receiving from public health and CDC, um, but, but really all of the people in the health profession. Uh, But uh, second to that, all of the other people that are needing to continue to work to make uh, this happen. And I think the school food, nutrition and uh, bus drivers um, are are also really needing to be celebrated because this is not typical work for them. uh, But they pulled together and they've been getting better every day along the way.
0: Recently, the decision was made to call in additional staff to our schools. And there was some pushback from some employees and members of the public. Can you explain the thinking that went into making that decision?
1: Sure. You know, it takes it takes a lot of people to continue to do what we're doing, um, whether it's providing lunches, whether it's opening the facilities, whether it's cleaning the facilities, uh, whether it's keeping the back end technology running, uh, providing support uh, to the teachers. Uh, continuing to pay the bills, um, continuing to answer the phones uh, when people call. We've also moved into a new time where um, things like graduation uh, that we're going to provide are, are happening. Uh, we have uh, had the need to give out a lot of um, items to students that are seniors that are going to be participating in graduation. and um, And so we need people to do that. Uh, We we haven't taken it lightly that um, those people are going to have to come in uh, to a facility and have made sure to provide um, Regulations around the guidance that we uh, social distance and have protective equipment So I think we've got a pretty good balance um, on folks working in the building Uh, Our facilities are very large. Uh, There's there's plenty of room um, to make that happen Uh, we've got additional space and uh, we we believe that as we get closer to the end of the school year, there are going to be some other jobs uh, that are going to have some requirements for people to actually come in uh, and help out in the facilities. But it uh, we're going to continue to to try to meet all of the regulations uh, that are required of us and and keep everybody as safe as possible. Um, you know, as we uh, as we continue to um, go through this, um, you know, people will. Uh, get uh, the virus and as that happens uh, we've got very strict uh, protocol um, where uh, those people and their contacts follow the regulations and um, are self-quarantining for the appropriate amount of time uh, before they come back and um, and so uh, you know I think we'll continue to work through this um, but, I, but I think we're uh, needing to provide and, and we'll continue to provide the safest uh, working conditions that we can. We're going to take a quick
0: break now. But when we return, we'll talk to Dr. Flint about the district's plans for graduation and summer school. And now a special message from the CDC.
1: The best way to protect yourself from 2019 novel coronavirus is to avoid being exposed to the virus. Additionally, there are preventative actions that you can take to protect yourself and your family from the spread of respiratory viruses that can make you sick. These include stay home if you're sick, cover your cough, and wash your hands.
0: Welcome back. Dr. Flynn, as you know, COVID 19 has wreaked havoc on every aspect of life, but in terms of the school year, it's been really tough for our seniors. Proms, award banquets, sports seasons, not to mention numerous celebratory events and honors at each of our high schools have all been canceled. So what are we doing to try and make it up
1: to our seniors? Gwinnett County Public Schools is, is going to do everything that we can, uh, one at the district level, and then provide as much flexibility to our schools uh, to continue to share the great work that's happening out there, uh, both from teachers, students. Um, and, and the support of the community. And so uh, we've got a number of things that are in place. Probably the, the number one uh, activity that happens uh, in, in our county every year is graduation. Uh, that impacts uh, close to 13,000 students a year. Um, it's, a, it's a great ceremony that happens full of pomp and circumstance, and, and we enjoy that every year. And so we don't wanna uh, take that away And we've got a lot of uh, very good plans this year, uh, albeit not perfect. Uh, We have implemented a virtual graduation uh, planning process uh, where we will have a a virtual graduation for all of our students. Uh, We'll also be continuing with uh, some of the graduation speeches and provide uh, a digital access for everybody to to see that graduation. Now, while that's not perfect, um, that is a um, uh, something that we're gonna start with and we're gonna continue to look at an in-person or a live graduation in mid uh, to late uh, July if that is uh, feasible we have secured dates with the Infinite Energy Arena uh, to, to be able to make that happen uh, if we are able to do that it will probably look a little bit different because we'll be under um, some social distancing guidelines uh, that we'll have to follow Uh, But if we can do that, we're going to put all the resources that we can to to make that happen for our seniors. So what about summer school? There's a lot of questions and things are changing so frequently. uh, But at this time, um, it doesn't look like the typical summer school will be able to happen uh, in the month of of June. Um, We have had uh, historically Um, our uh, board has sponsored elementary and a middle school summer school which has been very beneficial to many students Um, and that's an in-person summer school Um, our high schools have been able to provide um, in-person summer school for uh, students to uh, they would have to sign up and pay tuition at the high school level uh, but they would be able to retake courses that they may need to get credit for before they graduate At the high school level, we are going to continue to offer online uh, courses uh, in a number of ways. Uh, We're going to do that through Gwinnett Online Campus. We're going to have two sessions of summer school so we can make sure we can uh, meet all of our students' needs. Uh, We're also going to have um, an English language learner uh, summer school that we've had in the past. Uh, We're going to provide credit recovery. Uh, through our uh, Georgia virtual school and facilitation uh, with a teacher at each of the local schools uh, we're also going to provide uh, summer uh, programs and some classes through um, our community schools uh, and most of those um, are typically health and P courses for students to get ahead uh, as an upcoming ninth grader uh, but other students can take advantage of that as well so that's going to happen at the high school level I don't know that I can uh, give a perfect answer on the other levels. I think as we get closer to the to the uh, month of June and July, we probably will have a much better answer there. Uh, we have contingency plans um, in a number of different ways, but it's, it's probably not uh, prudent to go through all of those at this time because we just don't know what's gonna happen. But
0: Dr. Flynn, isn't that the rub? Mr. Wilbanks and the rest of the leadership team, which obviously includes you, are tasked with making plans for the summer and the fall, but how difficult is that to do when the key information you need to make those decisions changes seemingly
1: every week, if not every day? Yeah, it's a really good question. We've got a very good, what we have called um, over the last 10 years, our pandemic planning uh, task force. When we put that uh, planning group into place uh, this year, we developed 12 work streams and then in each of those work streams, we have task forces that work on individual and specific areas. And so we have a lot of planning um, around what next year may even look like, what summer school may look like. Um, and unfortunately, we may not be able to use uh, some of the plans that we have in place. Um, so even though we're working hard to, to make uh, some of those things happen. I think it's uh, probably a best practice for us to wait uh, on the guidance and regulations at the state and federal level. Uh, and once we know and are a little closer to that time, uh, even though uh, people may want to know right now, uh, that would probably be a more prudent time to actually uh, share some of those plans. So is there a message
0: that you would want to get out to parents, staff, and students
1: I think really first and foremost, we need to say thank you to um, our, our overall community, our employees for the work that they've done and are continue to do, uh, to keep on uh, providing teaching and learning and the feeding of our students. Uh, but our parents uh, are, have been so supportive. Um, I would say if uh, if you are challenged with something, uh, reach out and talk to your teacher uh, about that. Um, they have been so good about getting back with, uh, with parents and students to help them with challenges. Um, that's the first place to start. We've got a lot of other support staff that are also ready to help. Uh, if you're in need of uh, working with your counselor, or with a social worker, uh, or with anyone else that supports the teaching and learning, we, we're ready and available to do that. But Dr.
0: Flint, thank you. We're going to take one last break, but when we come back, We'll close out the show with Did You Know?
1: Wash your hands! First you need some soap Then scrub for 20 seconds If you don't have a clock near you Then sing the ABC song Be sure to scrub Front and back Under your fingernails And between your fingers Dry your hands with a clean towel Or a paper towel for more information, go to www.cdc.gov slash clean
0: And we're back. for Dr. Flint, we end each episode of Teaching Gwinnett with a segment called Did You Know? Did You Know is a series of multiple choice and or true or false questions about the school district that you have two minutes to answer. The hope is at the end of Did You Know?, our listeners will have learned a few interesting facts about Gwinnett County Public Schools. Are you ready? Okay. Here we go. What year did GCPS change its logo? Answer A, 1989, B, 1999, or C, 2005? Yeah, I'd say B. B is correct. Question number two. How many types of employees does GCPS employ? (laughs) Two types of people. Those who teach and those who support those who teach. Question number three. What
1: years did GCPS win the prestigious Broad Prize for Urban Education? So we were a finalist for three years, but the two years I believe that uh, we actually won the Broad Prize was 2010 and 2014. Correct. Question number four. Today,
0: GCPS has more than 180,000 students. How many students did we have in 2010, the year we won the Broad Prize? Answer A, 155,000? Answer B, 137,000? Or answer C, 149,000?
1: Those are pretty close, but I'd say um, A, 155,000.
0: Correct. Okay, here's the last question, Dr. Flint. This is the hardest one yet. Okay. You need any extra time to repair yourself? (laughs) Depends what you're going to ask. You have to select one or the other, and you have to explain why. Would you rather lose your sense of taste or lose your sense of smell?
1: I think I would rather, although they're kind of linked, I don't know how you can lose one without messing up the other. Um, I, I guess I would go with losing the sense of smell because I enjoy eating.
0: Very good. Well, Dr. Flint, we're calculating the results. And you passed.
1: <laughs> That's great. Well, I hope that uh, also is going to apply to all the people out there listening uh, because they're the ones that are making this happen each and every day for us.
0: Dr. Flint, once again, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk with us. And that's going to do it for this edition of Teaching Gwinnett. You can find us on the GCPS Home webpage, Google Play Music, Spotify, Anchor.fm, and coming soon, the iTunes Store and the Apple Podcast app. Please subscribe. Until next time, so long.